When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Rose End. It's a very special episode now because it's the end of season awards. Yep, the Champions League has been decided, the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Premier League, PFA Player of the Year and all the rest. But this is the one that everybody really wants to win. You can get in touch with the show, Rose Ed Pod. Do like and review the show because it helps on Algorithm. Uh, meet Joe Forrest here with Hannah East. You right, Hannah? I am. Yeah. Yep, good. Yep. Nice one. Yep, good, fine. Uh, Mike, you're right. <laughs> I'm good, yeah. Um, feel feel nervous, Mike, ahead of the Rose Ed end of season awards. Yeah, I do actually. Mm. I, I've got some controversial picks, and uh, some picks are going to wind wind some people up. So me, yeah. you're going to wind me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Basically, any yeah. Spurs fans here, it's going to wind them up. Yeah, Hannah, have you you've had a good long think about kind of where you want these awards to go and who deserves it? I'd imagine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You think? What do you mean you think so? I think I <laughs> <laughs> you two have got notes up and stuff, and I'm just sat here. Like, I was going to say, my legs spread on the sofa. I definitely didn't mean that. Oh, that's just a different show. Um, oh, that's what that smell is. Uh, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I just got my legs on the sofa. I didn't mean to say legs spread. You've really relaxed into this, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start off with I was kind of sat upright, but now I'm It's because you don't want chill. the dog sitting next to you, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Oh, poor She's built a barrier. <laughs> um, right, so the awards we're going to do, moment of the season, signing of the season, goal of the season, hero, villain, disappointment, manager, surprise, um, and I've also got some questions about the podcast. Okay. That I'm going to bring in a little bit later on as well. So moment of the season. Yeah. No, Bridget. Mike, what's your moment of the season been? What do you think my moment of the season will be? Uh, you beating Tottenham 3-0 at the Emirates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is it, isn't it? 3-1, actually. I, I, thought, I thought it was 3-0 until someone told me I actually... They did score. But Hang on. So Christian Eriksen had a heart attack and came out to play football, but yeah. you still preferred it when you beat Tottenham. Yeah, but <laughs> um, someone else is going to bring that up. So I, I can't say that. Hannah, you're not allowed to say that now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, because Arsenal had such an awful start to the season, 
Um, obviously, these are very like biased selections, but this is this is my personal choice. So you know. One thing we should point out as well is we are going to be doing listener questions. Yeah. So Hannah put a video on Instagram mm -hmm. and we had a stunning amount of replies. Um, I'm very pleased to say. And you're we, not taking the there. We genuinely got loads of questions. Yeah, because anyway. yeah. Hannah, right, you lack confidence, don't you, right? And I think that's maybe because of me and Mike. But <laughs> nah. you two. I said, you, I, I think it's better coming from you, Hannah, because people actually like you. Yeah. Whereas I just don't think people like me and Mike. Like You've well, got an inviting face, Hannah. Oh, that's a cut. If you two just give me a compliment. Mike Sorry. did. In one second. You <laughs> so it's that very much not the, yeah, I don't feel that. Um, but like whenever I go anywhere, like when I go and see my barber or whatever, oh, that Hannah's funny, isn't she? Yeah. No. Where's he from? Why is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's very ill. Uh, um, but what, what's your moment of the season then, Hannah? So I'm going to say a moment or a, a hype was what's when- What's a hype? The hype when Ronaldo- Oh, right. Um, played at Man United for his, his first home game and uh, the excitement and the buzz that, because I think for the last sort of three, four seasons, we haven't really had that mm. at Old Trafford. And that was really exciting because I think everybody thought that Ronaldo was going to turn the team around and we, we'd win the league. We're so, back, uh, United are back. <laughs> that's, that's what Hannah, that's the voice note Hannah said. And yeah, it just, obviously it didn't happen. But for me, it was just, I was like, I remember going to Old Trafford and watching him play football. And it was just really, I was really excited. Um, well, God knows what would have happened to Manchester United without Cristiano Ronaldo this season. Uh, you changed your tune. Weren't you saying throughout the podcast, like we'd made a mistake signing no, Ronaldo? We, we've been behind no. him. We'd be slagging off United, sure, yeah. but not him. Yeah, He's but loads, been the, loads of people did slag yeah, he has got. He has had a lot of stick. Loads yeah, of stick. loads of He's the only thing that's, but he's been the only yeah. saving grace this season yeah. for yeah. United. Yeah, so that for me is like a thing for the season. Okay, well, I'm going to say Christian Eriksen coming back from nearly dying yeah. to playing professional football yeah. again, scoring um, on his international comeback as yeah. well for Denmark. Mm. Absolutely amazing. And but, helping the team. Yeah, well, no, you can't change your tune. No, you liked it when Ronaldo signed. <laughs> you don't give a monkeys about Christian. But if it wasn't for him, it's the same principle with Ronaldo um, scoring goals. Like Eriksen's really helped, hasn't he? Well, this actually, Hannah, like in an extraordinary twist of fate, this all kind of links in quite nicely because it brings <gasps> me on to signing of the season. I've got written down here, Ericsson, yeah. Ronaldo, Kulisevsky and Romero. That's my why, does, why does it have to be two Spurs players in there? I did think that. I was like, you're really clutching at straws. <laughs> um, but Mike, I think there's an argument for Christian Ericsson being signing of the season. Might have kept Brentford up. Yeah. 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 I mean, just him coming back was just an, an amazing thing. Mm. Um, I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but I was on shift uh, at, at the Metro when it when it happened, the cardiac arrest happened and it was just The paper, like, not the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't just driving the train with a little screen watching, <laughs> watching the demo. What are you saying this? Yeah. <laughs> I was on my way to St. Pancras. Who am I talking to? You're in there on yeah. your own? <laughs> I don't know, talking I don't know to myself. <laughs> you can't see all the passengers, can you? You know, just have a nutter. Um, but yeah, it was just honestly like horrific. Um, and, you know, like without getting too much into it, like to see him come back, which is amazing because obviously there was rules in the Italian league that ruled that he couldn't play yeah. mm. um, with a I ICD um, a defibrillator. I think that's the right terminology. Um, What's an ICD? Uh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a it's a defibrillator basically. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing because you know, people say, say D to me <laughs> and like in, in like six cents, like, I see D. Sorry, we're talking about his pacemaker. Sorry, Mike. He doesn't have a d 
in in his body. Have you noticed how serious you were? And you were like, can't believe you guys didn't say about Christian. Yeah, Absolutely I know. Then he's taking the absolute And then next minute you're like, I think there's a good Poor Christian, honestly. Yeah, no, um, he listens as well. Sorry, yeah. that's another listener we've lost. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, him, yeah. You think he's signing of the season? No, no, no. I was just, I was just going off on him. Um, so I'm going to say Luis Diaz. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's coming to an already very good team. Yeah, but I think the impact he's had as a January signing, like you, you don't see that very often. And I think he's in the second half of the season probably been one of the most exciting players to watch, um, and like propelled Liverpool all the way pretty much. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's just. I think he's one of them players that's just going to be. It's going to hit the height. So I think he could be like early shout for Premier League player of the season next season. Very early shout. Yeah, very early shout. It's three months before the season. Or nominee. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just he honestly, good, um, he's unbelievable. Like, I don't know how they keep getting these signings all the time. Like, it's just, they signed Salah, Mane, like for hard, like Jota as well. They spent like 40 million, but he's been like a fantastic signing. He was brilliant at the start of the season. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah, Luis Diaz. Okay, so Hannah, I guess you're going to say Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, I, yeah, I want to say Cristiano, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> or Ericsson was going to be my second choice. I don't, I don't want to make because we we never make reference to any players that have signed for Newcastle, like mm, at yeah. all. We just don't make. Any oh yeah, reference. I forgot about Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we just kind of like float over because obviously they have completely turned things around as a team. But I think for the reasons behind the money, uh, behind mm. the team, I think we we as a all of us, we tend to not really sort of speak about them. But um, yeah, I'm going to say Ronaldo or Ericsson. Well, I think I, I do genuinely think that like Cristiano Ronaldo, is he's, I know I got this wrong before, is he 37? 37. Yeah. He's 37, nearly won Premier League uh, golden boot in, let's face it, a pretty drab team with an awful atmosphere in the dressing room, all that kind of stuff. I think he's done, Bridget, no. <laughs> Sorry, the dog's sniffing the mic. Sorry, Ben Keenan's got to come in and... Don't worry, she's not. No, yeah. no, she's sniffing. Out. I guess some sort of bacterial infection. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think, I, like honestly, I think what Cristiano Ronaldo has achieved at Manchester United has been incredible yeah. this season. I really do. Like, I genuinely do believe that. Um, I'm going to say Dayan Kulisevsky, and I'll tell you why. Because we brought him in in January, and I think him making up that final member of the front three, Bridget, stop licking the headphones. Come down. Um, like him making up that final part of that front three with Son and Kane, I think was the difference in Tottenham ending up in the Champions League. So what, what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, great. Yeah? Yeah. We're giving it to Ericsson though, really, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. It's probably Christian Ericsson. Yeah. Um, goal of the season. Um, Mohamed I... Salah. Okay, in, City. In the first game against City that that, that they played. With the little rig the wriggles around like four players. Yeah, he just like, yeah, he just... But it, it's not like he's twining up Spurs players. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I couldn't resist. We got yeah. to bury the hatchet. We need to go for drinks after this. We need to like. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. Um, I'll get over it eventually. Maybe next year. Um, so yeah, like he just, just unbelievable. Like individual skill, and I feel like Salah, when he when he first signed um, for for Liverpool, you know, people were taking the out of him because of what happened at, at Chelsea um, but obviously like he resurrected his, his career at, um, at Roma and at Fiorentina I think he was in the Serie A and um, yeah it's just like people wouldn't say that his big skill or big strength sorry was um, like his in, like, technical ability but I think this season he's just taken it to, to new levels mm. and that goal just, just proved it and it was an unbelievable goal He's a pretty complete footballer Yeah Isn't he most yeah. of that? Yeah. Um, 
I've got a couple that I'd like to mention. One that I completely forgot about. So I Googled, obviously, goals of the yeah. season. So one I was in the pub to watch. Do you remember um, Kovacic's goal? The volley in off the post. Yeah, when he's like... Is it Liverpool? When he's jogging backwards. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, we're uh, stepping Bridget. backwards and he hits it and it goes in off the post. That's amazing. Ruben Neves' goal, the chip. Yeah. I'd completely yeah. forgotten about this. It really reminds me of Eric Cantona's goal against Ipswich when Manchester United yeah. beat Ipswich 9-1. And it's just a little looks up chips and yeah. I think it's against Liverpool as well actually and it kind of sails into the far corner <laughs> I just got visions of you when you're like yeah I've been googling like these goals and then you know these little like massive heads with little legs that you've got these little figures yeah. and you just like reenacting them and you'd said the other day that like the legs had come off one of them no, and I'm like maybe that's because in your sleep you get up in the night and sleepwalk and then you start reenacting all these goals I thought you were going to say he does something else <laughs> put some up my <laughs> yeah. well now I put a photo on Instagram the other day yeah yeah, because um, I woke up and so my prized possession in my big head collection is big head is, is Fat Ronaldo. So Fat Ronaldo is my favourite footballer of all time. Well, I don't call him Fat Ronaldo. Oh, but there's a term of endearment. The real yeah. Ronaldo then. Yeah. R9. Yeah, R9, yeah. But I loved it when he had, uh, when he signed for Inter Milan from Barcelona, he had that long sleeved Inter Milan kit with Ronaldo number nine on mm. the bar. Just like that for me was like, that's peak everything I love about football. Like yeah. amazing Brazilian player, like a talent, watching foreign football for the first time. Anyway, anyway, right. But his legs broke off the other day and I was, I was genuinely really upset. Who done it? Your girlfriend doesn't want you to have these yeah. fat heads. Well, this house. is it, Hannah. I don't want to accuse her, but I want to accuse her because I went over and his legs broke off really easily. And I was like, is she just <laughs> sawed through she's them? She's put it back so together. So what's happened is her mates have come around, she's had some Prosecco and her friends have been like, what the f***? Yeah. Are those big Who is your like, boyfriend? Who's your boyfriend? Like one of my <laughs> friends, her boyfriends used to have like um, Star Wars characters and stuff. I've got Star Wars posters, three room. Star Wars posters. Do you have them up in your room? I do have. <laughs> yes, I do, Bridget. Because you're, you're like about my age. Yes, I do have them in my room. And we met up with uh, Jesse's <laughs> nan and sister the other day. There's going to be a tipex <laughs> on that soon. And shh, 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 stop it now. Good girl. Um, and. Um, yeah. Sounds like you're talking to me. Hannah, do you want a biscuit? If, if you're listening on audio only, <laughs> yeah, sorry, the, so yeah, confused. Way, the dog's here. There is a dog here. Because um, Joe said stop it now and yeah, Hannah stopped talking. <laughs> um, but I've been told that um, I've given away those Star Wars posters to her sister. She's trying to, she's trying to get rid of the nerds in you. But isn't it's it? Isn't it so so I'm, I'm guessing when you first met her, like the first few months, did, did you hide who, who you really were? She always knew. She, she always knew. Oh, sorry. but she was like, okay, this is a point for improvement. This is what I can change. Well, she's basically just said that I can't have certain things in the flat that I want. Yeah. Like everything. Can you, what can you have in the flat? So I, what, hmm. So there's a little uh, side table off Amazon, like a little flat pack side table that's about that big that I built that came off Amazon. We're allowed to keep that. Okay. Okay. It's not much. And and she, <laughs> she brought her own bed in. Did she get rid of all your bed in? Uh, no, but the bedding is going because yeah. we don't like my bedding. Um, I've also got a Goodfellas, a Goodfellas poster, which was um, ordered from America and it's one of my prized possessions. And also Ray Liotta sadly passed away this week. Yeah. Goodfellas is oh. my favourite movie of all time. Um, She's going to be like, sell that. I can get a few quid in. Yeah, yeah well, Goodfellas has sadly been deemed not worthy. Oh. <laughs> so that's going in the office. Um, I've got a print of the iconic Definitely Maybe album cover where they're all in the front room and Noel Gallagher's li uh, Liam Gallagher's lying on the floor with a glass of red wine next mm. to him and stuff. I think that might make it. I'm not sure. I've not, I don't want to ask too many questions because you might not have realised about that one yet. Oh, there'll just be more legs hanging off your big head figurines. Yeah, there'll just be like a, like a cigarette burn in the middle yeah. of it or something. I think I'm allowed to take... Um, this is pathetic, isn't it? 
This is pathetic. Are you, are you slowly, it sounds like you're like realizing. As like, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. She might come down actually later. So Mike, I'd really like you to, because Hannah would just yeah. join in and be on her side. But I'd will. really like you to stick up for so. me. Yeah, I need to quiz her about all this. I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking the only thing that Erin's changed about me is that um, I'm, I don't wear skinny jeans anymore. Because remember, obviously, you, we go, over that. you go on about them, you know, what is it? Pedal pushers, you call them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still, I, I still do have them. Um, but but yeah, like Take skinny them to the charity shop, mate, and I'm sure a 15 year old girl will be <laughs> <laughs> When I moved in with Andy, he was like, my Auntie Phyllis used to buy my pajamas. Like every Christmas, she'd buy me two pairs of pajamas. But she runs a care business. So she'd buy like in bulk for all the old ladies their pajamas. And then she'd just give me like size eight pajamas. And um, when me and Andy first got together, I like put my pajamas on and he, they were like beige. They'd done 20 rounds in the washing machine. Oh, God. And he looked at me and he's just like, what the f are you wearing? And I was like, what? And he was like, please don't tell me you're wearing that to bed. So now I, the way I dress to bed is like the pajamas he buys me every Christmas. <laughs> and I look like I'm an absolute slag going to bed uh, every single Oh, does he get night. you sexy pajamas? Yeah. Oh. Where I'm like, oh, that's going to be really uncomfortable. He's See, that, that's nice. really clever of him. I wish I thought of that. Yeah. So every yeah. time Auntie Phyllis gets me a Christmas present, um, sorry, Auntie Phyllis. Uh, Does she listen to the pod? So, well, I just, uh, yeah, I just <laughs> give them to charity because Andy's like, they're, oh they're so horrendous. Do you, do you even bother opening them anymore? No. Just put it straight in the wrapping paper. A scarf's a good gift. I'm so willing to bet that, that those pajamas are still in the charity shop. I reckon they have it shifted. Yeah. Them. Yeah, they are pretty horrendous. I threw two pairs out the other day that I found in a drawer and I was like, oh my God, come on. They're so horrendous. Like, is in what you would buy for an 80 year old woman? Pajamas in yeah. size eight. I don't think I would buy an eighty-year-old woman pajamas. I wouldn't be so presumptuous. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'd get her some flowers. All the eighty-year-old women are probably like, "What the? What load <laughs> this is?" And then they're wearing their body stock into bed or something. Yeah, they're there in their crotchless panties. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what we're saying, goal of the season is. I think Mike, you might have swayed me. It might be Salah. Salah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a yeah. shout out for Danny Ings as well on the first game. We oh, the overhead kick. Yeah, because I've got a thing about overhead kicks. Who was that again? Maybe, so maybe maybe that's my inanimate object. Oh, that's maybe not an element, is it? No. no, no. But yeah, I've got, I've, <laughs> I've got a thing for that anyway. Is Danny Ings for Aston Villa against someone? I okay, so another team in the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the so first game. What, what's your thing about overhead kicks? What you like? I don't know. Them? Just love like the the aesthetic nature of it. Like the, I think my favorite ever Champions League goal is Gareth Bale for Real Madrid. The yeah. overhead kick because it's just like, how do they do that? Yeah. It just takes such like athleticism, yeah. timing, skill. And it's just like, yeah, it just makes me happy as a as a like football fanboy. Well, no, that, 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 see that one annoys me because that, that was a shinner. See, this so is, it's not it's not right. perfect connection. Yeah. It's, it's got to be. I agree, with, I agree about this with this bit yes. of, of the boot. Laces, it's got yeah. to be laces. All right, babes. Yeah, yeah no, sorry, I'll get quite passionate about this because a lot of people talked about that Sadio Mane one. And I nah. think it's crap because he's basically he's unmarked, firstly, so it's easy. And it's in off his shin. That, that was on goal of the season on match of the day. In yeah, the I was outraged. I was quite upset about that. Yeah, me it's, too. It's got to be the perfect connection. <laughs> yes. So, like, um, I think, I can't remember how good this one was, but I know, obviously, Ronaldo scored one in, in the Champions Against League. Against Juventus. That was amazing. Against, and then Mario Mandzukic scored one for Juventus in another Champions League final. That was in the Champions League final, like, 2016. Yeah. That's an incredible goal. That's a great overhead kick. Emre Chan. Um, for Liverpool and that was really good because of the angle of, of the assist um, so, because it was sort of like it, like most overhead kicks they get to the byline and it's crossed back for you yeah. so you've got to hit it back towards goal whereas he, <laughs> his was from a really difficult angle to get the connection so this goal that Mikey's talking about I'm glad you brought this up Emery Chan against Watford in the FA Cup 
I, I think it's my favourite goal ever. Because literally the ball comes in, like Mike says, the ball comes in kind of towards goal. Yeah. And Emre Chan does a bicycle kick from the edge of the area. He's not inside the box, from the edge of the area to connect with the ball as it's coming past him and change yeah. its trajectory into the top corner. Yeah. Can you put a clip on this? We can. Yeah. <laughs> we absolutely don't have it's to write. Unbelievable. But I don't yeah. give a f <laughs> so, but it's just, it's astonishing. Like the, le that, yeah. that's my favorite. I think that's the ultimate overhead Also, kick. there's got to be a shout out for Andy Carroll for Newcastle as well. Yeah, that's a classic. Because, oh, because of the Carroll connection. This week, he yeah, had a good week, has he? Who, Andy what Carroll? He, what's he done? What's happened to Andy Carroll? Andy Carroll with his, getting caught with a, in bed with a girl from Scarborough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did. I, just, I saw that. Yeah. On so, whose stag do? I mean, on his stag, his own stag. Oh, it's, been, it's, it's been denied. Um, I think they said that there was nothing sexual going on, but. Yeah, this what, girl from Scarborough. What, the heating was broken? They <laughs> 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 were bunking up together. Yeah, controversy. Was yeah. it Andy Carroll's had sex with a girl from Scarborough and denied it? Well, there, there was just a, she put a Snapchat picture of them in bed together. In bed together, but yeah. That type, that, well, I'm going to say that type of girl is this type of thing where a girl would be like, if there's a big group of them going back to, oh, it's Andy Carroll's stag do, let's all go back to the room because they'll give us free booze. And then she's like precariously placed herself next to his face, taking a picture. And I then think she was Snapchat asleep, wasn't she? Pretending to be asleep. Oh, well, who took the picture? It? Yeah, she's like... In but it. I'm going to say, I don't think she knows who Andy Carroll is. If you're like 21 from Scarborough, he's not enough of a cultural icon. They've just gone, he's a footballer. Well, There's no way she knows yeah, him. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so she did, She was engaged to a lad from Scarborough and she ditched him before they got married. Oh. Yeah. Why so do you know, know so much about a guy yeah, who lived in Scarborough? Because I know the lad. Scarf. Do you? Yeah. Oh my God, inside yeah. info. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not Hannah again, no. the dog. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe just cut that Scarborough quiet, Hannah. Shh, quiet. <laughs> Who's then the biggest surprise of the season is? I would like to nominate Crystal Palace. What, is that after you called Vieira Poddington P? Yeah, but and I'm, then, not, I'm not. And then they beat, <laughs> and then they beat Spurs 3-0. I'm saying he's got, a, he's like, again, if you put a football in front of his head, his head would disappear entirely because it's perfectly round. Patrick. It's like an eclipse. Um, but I think he's done an amazing job because Roy Hodgson was their old manager. Boring, negative, horrible oh football. Oh my God, here we go. You know how much I hate Roy Hodgson. Anyway. <laughs> 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 right, Pat came in, changed like totally the nature of the football they play made them much more progressive attacking and also brought a lot of new signings embedded them in well I think they're a really decent side I, Mike I mean yeah it's Pat for me yeah so that's the biggest surprise yeah um <laughs> biggest biggest surprise was I have down Older. So I, I, don't, I wouldn't say biggest surprise while Mike's looking at his notes on his phone and I'll mm. think about what I didn't write. Um, but uh, David Moyes at West Ham. That's a good show. I didn't even I think, think about that. Yeah, because um, I think obviously when he left United, it was like, oh my God, who's, who's he ever going to manage? It's like the most embarrassing thing, the, the way he went out at United. But actually he seems to have a lot of dominance and control over the team. And I've actually really enjoyed watching West Ham play mm. football this season. Mm. I think they've done, well, they've done very well. That's fact, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I know it's not maybe not like right up there with the best, but um, I would mention them certainly as, as doing really well this season. I think mine's Patrick Vieira related because he didn't get charged by the FA for the incident with with the, with the fan at Goodison Park um, <laughs> when he when he kicked that fan to the ground. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. And he he didn't get. I was like, you know what? Like, good on the FA for doing something good, like for once. Yeah. Because like clearly that guy was antagonising him, and um, you know he he reacted as as any human would. Yeah. Um, and this whole nonsense of like fans going onto the pitch and like, mm. and like, you know, assaulting, uh, verbally abusing like opposition players is just nuts. So 
Yeah, yeah fair play. Yeah. Just fair play to them. Face. Do you see what the Palace fans were singing on the last day of the season? No. He kicks who he wants. He kicks <laughs> who he wants. Pat Vieira, he kicks who he wants. And he Love does, turns out. Fan. Absolute legend. He literally does. Um, right, so final couple. Mm. Who's your hero of the season, Hannah? Oh, my hero of the Is season. It? It's... It's me, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's you guys. It's you guys. Come on, just say it. Um, Steve Bruce, the way he went out with so much <laughs> dignity. Oh. <laughs> Sean Dyche, the fact that he was sacked and then he just went out on the oh. in Nottingham that weekend. Well, I am nominating the Burnley board as my villain of the season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I did the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did that, the same. Hands down, yeah, great shout. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'd, I mean, I had Ericsson as, as my hero, but we've spoken about him already. So, oh, he's had enough airtime. Yeah, yeah, he's had loads. <laughs> I can get over it, Christian. <laughs> I'm joking. He is the hero of the season, very much. Um, right. So, what would you like to? This is the last one about the Premier League, anyway. Yeah. What would you like to see change or improve in the Premier League next season, Hannah? Uh, change or improve? Well, I tell you what, I don't like these pitch invasions anymore, mm. and I think security needs to be upped around the grounds for all yes. matches because all this fighting and pepper spray and everything is just making you not want to go mm. and i know that because i had a first-hand experience when i was eight and a half months pregnant at Wembley. sorry and a security guard a security guard basically had to stand with his arms around me to protect me from fights and people breaking really? into the carousels it was Jeez. so bad and i was working for mutv that day and we'd done a show at, um on like a balcony opposite Wembley. And um, yeah, well, I was eight and a half months pregnant, so it was really bad. Um, but that was uh, nearly six years ago. And I, I don't I don't feel that, I don't know, is it is it within our culture that we just have so many Well, or? we uh, we had a really, because we're going to do listener questions in the second half of this episode. And we had an interesting message in uh, from a guy called Tom, who said, Tom, Tommy. But he said, bear with, Bear with, bear with. <laughs> Sorry. What did Tom say then? I'm trying to find it. <laughs> Come on, tell us what Tom said. Why are you not organised? Tom. Come on, Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. Tom, where are you? Any stories about Tom? Huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, which one? <laughs> oh, oh God. Jokes. I don't think we can Sorry, use that. Sorry, I was coughing. That was a dog. So Tom so said, Bridget. Bridget wouldn't do that. He's yeah. insane. Tom said, "Is do you think the pitch invasions and increased level of fan violence is symptomatic of something within our culture. Lots of people who don't have a way to protest against a government that they don't like, so use this as their outlet. I mean, I think Tom was getting a bit deep there, to be honest, but- Don't slag it I've not been very nice to I'm our listeners, have we? No, I'm joking, because I think that's a really good question and it kind of is pretty much mirrors what I just said. Mm. Is it is it like a cultural thing where people are frustrated and you everybody's been allowed to still support and follow a team and you get really passionate about it and people have got a lot of frustrations in this country. Yeah. That's that's fair enough with you know, with everything that's going on with the government. So I totally understand Tom's question. I'm not like being harsh to him at all. This is classic um, politician Hannah East. But <laughs> But like it's I, so good. I I agree. Like, is it does it come down to we can just be <laughs> at football and it's a cultural thing where you get drunk and but like people that go, have been going on and assaulting players, assaulting managers. Mm. It's like these people have got actual professional jobs. Mm. Like I know yeah. a guy who's got a really good job and he used to go abroad. He's had his passport taken off him now, so he can't watch any like football abroad or in the, this country. All going on today. And he, yeah, and he used to <laughs> uh, he used to uh, drink a full bottle of night nurse. 
you know, the green nightness. And if you have a shot of that, you're like out for 12 hours. He used to neck a full bottle, drink it on the plane and sleep for like however many hours and then get off the plane and just get on it and get really drunk. And then he'd just go and beat people up. And then he'd just come back to his day job with three kids. Sorry. What are you doing? Hero. Why yeah. would you? Why would you do that? I like the way you included the night nurse bit in it. Like it's like the bit was yeah. he used to get drunk and go and fight. He's like Andy drank a bloody night nurse. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I, I thought you were going to say like he mixed the night nurse with some alcohol. It was like, yeah. strippers and cocaine. It's like hey, a bloody night nurse. Yeah. Far too much paracetamol. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just really weird. It just ruins it for everyone. Like those absolute penises that were sat behind me and in front of me when uh, United played Liverpool and they were beating us like four 0 and. The, the guys were fight, punching each other across my face and saying they were going to knife each other. It's like, there's children here. Mm. It's a football game. Mm. You wouldn't do that at a rugby match, would mm. you? So what is it about football that we can be? Yeah. An, I, th that yeah, I think it's uh, for a lot of men, it's an outlet for their frustrations and it's like a bravado thing, isn't it? So yeah. it's like, you know, two, two rival fans or whatever at a game. And it's like, I'm going to take up my frustrations by, you know, being being basically awful to, to other humans. Yeah. And it's it, it's a tribalism thing, isn't it? Um, there was there was interesting thing I read about um, all the stuff that went on in the Champions League final. Yeah. And um, basically like fa rival fans, uh, like against Liverpool fans, basically saying that they were making it up, that um, that they were causing yeah. trouble. Mm. And it's, it's another one of them things where it's like, just because you don't like that football team, you don't have to make it up yeah. that, that, yeah, that yeah. You, you don't know. You don't have to like, and I think it's interesting because you talk to people and obviously like there's a, there's a there's a hatred between Arsenal and Spurs, but it's not to the point where I'm going to like verbally abuse someone yeah. or I'm going to like fight someone. It's just rivalry. Yeah. It's banter, but some people take it too far. Do you and think it would help? Sorry, Jack. Yeah, no, go on. Do you think it would help, like, say, for example, in rugby, when um, you can hear everything that the ref's saying on the TV? And what I find disturbing sometimes is when you watch a football match and players get in the faces of the ref and yeah. managers get in the faces. Now, we can we can lip read and see, we know what they're saying, but if those players and the managers knew that you, we could hear it at home, um, that you would get, um, that the referee has more control to be able to tell you off and have more discipline on the pitch would that make a difference do you think if um if refs could just say listen like i'm not taking you're going to get fined you don't speak to me like that that is a brilliant point well there's a real problem in this country as well we don't have a lot of good top class referees coming through because fewer people are uh, applying to be referees at very low levels now because there's a real spike in violence against referees yeah, yeah. in lower league football and yeah. in amateur football and stuff like yeah. that yeah. so people don't want to do it because you're right and at the very top level they don't get treated with respect yeah. But the lower levels, someone will come on the pitch and punch me in the face. Yeah. And it's like, it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's going it's going round and round though, isn't it? Like yeah. the that that is resulting in, in less referees uh, actually getting into the game. And then the, the referees at the top level of the game aren't aren't fit for purpose. Yeah. Like they're literally not good enough. And there was a I think I read today that Frank Lampard's been fined over over comments about about Liverpool. Um, because obviously he feels that Everton were denied like two clear penalties in the, mm. in yeah. the Merseyside derby. And he came out and said, well, you don't get those decisions at Anfield. And, you know, he might be right. He might be wrong. But ultimately you look at it and say, well, surely we should be looking into things like, th like this. So I've moaned loads about refereeing decisions um, and not just against Arsenal, across mm. the board. Like yeah. we're talking about the, the playoff final, um, stuff like that. Like how was that allowed to happen? And then... VAR has actually exacerbated the problem because you've got two officials who are both bad 
and and they don't want to correct each other. So yeah. you, so you get in the decision responsibility. or take responsibility. Yeah. So you get in the decision wrong twice. I heard um, Mikel Arteta talking about the referees need to come out and explain their decisions. Why why aren't they? But they do that Why in American they? football. They'll they'll sometimes get the yeah. referee afterwards and go like so that like the Gary Lineker version, whoever they have doing the NFL, will be like, Oh, why did you make this call? And yeah. it'll be like, I oh, right, well, I saw this and I saw this and I thought that was an infringement there and whatever. You go, oh, okay, cool. It's all transparent and we can yeah. and also you become it turns the ref into a person as opposed to like a villain yeah. or a yeah. figure yeah. of hate. But I think you're right, Hannah. I think like I think swearing at a referee should be a red card. And if you do that for yeah. a season, then you're done. And it's also because it's not just about the the level of the competition it's about you're right if i'm a five or six year old watching that at home yeah. then i might walk onto the pitch and call the ref a prick on a saturday morning yeah. and hopefully my parents would bollock me but not everybody's parents would yeah and it's like you need to learn that level of respect because without them there is no game yeah but, but you, you will get people coming coming at it the other way and saying well you know the game's gone soft if, if you can't swear at the ref so but the ref can't swear back at you it's not fair he gets it, yeah. 11 guys gathered around yeah. him and a manager and coach yeah. and like if he could turn around and go F off, like that would be yeah. so good. If the if all the officials like bundled over and start fighting the players, then that'd be okay, fine. Yeah. Every man for himself. Then we'd be like, listen, this is absolutely brilliant. Well, yeah. Do you remember what's his face? Yeah. He used to be the um, policeman, Howard. Uh, Howard Webb. Yeah, Howard Webb. He was hard as nails. No yeah, one ever swore at him. But, but people res <laughs> people respected him. Yeah. And I, I don't think those those referees like command that level of respect. Like um, Pierre Luigi Colina, mm. that guy was the most fearsome referee and probably one of the best referees ever people wouldn't dare question him wouldn't dare you know go up to him and swear at him um but as i say it goes both ways i think the referees some of them don't like get the decisions right so players that yeah. like have a right to be angry like obviously they shouldn't swear at them verbally abuse them but then again we need to we need to look into that mm. um and yeah i think maybe at, at, the, at the lower levels if that rule was implemented where um, if a player did, you know, swear at the ref, he would get sent off, then they wouldn't do it. And maybe yeah. refs would be more more likely to to take it up. But if you went onto a train or into a shop and you swore in the face of the shop assistant or the train guard, you'd get nicked because you're yeah. not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to verbally abuse people in the street and stuff. So nobody's you're, like, it's your right to not be verbally abused at work. Same thing, these guys are at work. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you get this, it's fair enough to be passionate and, you know, it's a, a high pressure situation. There's like 80,000 people, say, watching, but that doesn't make any difference on how respectful you need to be. And mm. sometimes just watching the matches, you're like, I always say, I would hate to be that ref because you have to make a decision. You've got to make a call. And it's nice now they've got a bit of backup to recheck things because otherwise it's like, it, it's just ridiculous that you know they make a decision and sometimes they're probably questioning themselves thinking well that's what i saw and then you've got one team like yeah that's the best yeah. decision and another team in a stadium and it's like it is very intimidating like mm. when i used to go on the pitch at old trafford and i'd be doing the pre-show and you look around there's like seventy-six thousand people there and then the players are warming up behind you and i'm like I can't wait to get off the pitch. I can't wait. And I yeah. know that I've just got to go up the stairs into the studio. Um, it's an amazing atmosphere. But I think if these people didn't like you, it's like really intimidating and like quite over consuming. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get half the audience, or half the, the spectators are going to probably like you and half of them aren't. And that's a lot of people to be shouting and booing at you yeah. and trying to concentrate. So I think more should be done for the refs, um, definitely. But that's um, where like, I suppose these pitch invasions and stuff, because there's a social contract in place, isn't there? In the sense that we go to watch the football and if 70,000 people uh, um, Old Trafford wanted to 
Those Stuarts, Stuarts, <laughs> everyone called Stuart will only hire you if you're called Stuart. Um, I'm Nina. No. Um, but like, Not today, love. But like those Stuarts cannot police that number of people. Also, right. they don't get paid enough money to stop a pitch invasion. No. Like, f- that. I'd be like, no way. Yeah. I'd just let it happen. Um, but like, we all agree as spectators, we are not going to do anything there because we know that we're an unpleasable mass of people should we choose to turn against them. But we want to watch the football and enjoy the football and it's part of it and it is part yeah. of a social contract. So the fact that that's changed, I think, is indicative of an increased level, as Mike said, of frustration, mm. but also growing chaos in society. Yeah. And it's if you look at the racism and stuff after the... Euro 2020 final and all that kind of thing. But that's the sort of thing that's leaking back into society. And when people are frustrated and they don't know where to turn, and particularly if people are stupid, but when people are frustrated by something, they look for a way to take it out and they look for someone to blame. And if you're ignorant, you'll blame gay people or immigrants or women or whatever. Whereas like, but these guys are like, like you say, they might be frustrated about other things in their lives. Mm. So they're using football as their outlet for violence. But I think ultimately it hurts football. But what what is sad as well is that is is the age of of some of the people that are that are like being racist or you know yeah. going right running onto the pitch and like they're, they're all young. They were like mm. 17, 18. So it's like it's about education as well and and sitting them down and you know explaining why you can't do this um because it's not even like when we're talking about pitch invasions and stuff it's not like social media you're not hiding behind anything they're actually brave enough to run onto the pitch in front of all them cameras and go up to patrick vieira and you know verbally abuse him in his face and this is like patrick vieira like you're not doing it to I don't know, a player that's not six foot four and, you know. Famously tough. Famously tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, I just can't believe that they have the balls to do it. Yeah. And it's like, what what are their parents not teaching them or what are they not learning in school to think that it's acceptable to do? I understand there's a bit of herd mentality that creeps into yeah. it and you're thinking because everyone else is doing it, I, I, I'm okay to do it. Yeah, obviously that as well is a complete... That's a huge factor in it as well. But, but everybody's always drunk at the football, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, not being drunk. I mean, people have drunk, had a couple of beers. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. But it's, it's an innate thing within them that, that they feel it's acceptable to do that. And we need to stand out. Yeah. Yeah, we need to. Good Us question. three. Us yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. Bridget. Good yeah. question, Tom. Really good question, yeah. Tom. Yeah, um, is. That was a serious, Thanks, a serious football chat as Rosehead has got, I think. What a debate. I know. Wow. Um, so here's a question. What would you like to see more or less of from your co-hosts. So I think I know what you two are going to say. You'd like to see less of from me. Uh, less of things that make you go. I do, I know you don't mean that. I know you don't mean that. But Joe's getting really paranoid. No, though, because it? things that make you go, oh God. Oh. Oh, he's got what a dog on him as well. Baby, is- we moved into our new flat. I got the fresh sheets down. You want to tickle with my fingernail? <laughs> I thought it was going to be about him and he's in the flat. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, You're not allowed to take anything with you. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, where you putting that football big head? Oh. Uh. <laughs> sorry, Bridget. <laughs> sorry, Baby. God, um, the, the things she must have seen in that flat. Oh, no. oh my Feel God. sorry for her. Now we give her a chew and lock her in the living room. <laughs> we actually do. Um, I'd like to see more table time with Hannah Reese. Really? <laughs> That's one of my favourite. Can, can, can we have a final table time of the season, Hannah? Like, just how, how well, it like ended. Now. Yeah. 
Well, or maybe in a bit because I need to get the table. Well, up. I did it. I did it for you last week, didn't I? Because yeah. I really enjoyed it. So one of my favourite things, and when I was a younger person, a younger human, I <laughs> when I was to, younger, when really. I, was younger <laughs> I used to um, read the football tables. You know, the lady when she's like uh, Aston Villa four, Accrington Stanley three. Yes, yeah, yeah, I used well, to do that. And um, no, you didn't. I used to like she'd say it, and I'd repeat it after her. Uh. And I used to think when I'm older. <laughs> Sorry, not for a job. You mean you copied just for her. fun? Oh yeah, just when I was like. Eight, and she would say, and I get so excited, and I'd record it, and um, I'd she'd say the scores, and then I'd repeat it after her, because I used to think I love table time. It's so much fun. I love to know at the end of you know (laughs) what the scores were, who scored what. I always turned it off when it was that guy on um, Gillette Soccer Saturday. Yeah, starts reading the scores. I'm like, oh, don't care. That's my favourite bit. Yeah, but you've you've watched it it for like for the last two hours. Their voices are really nice, and then I like just to. I always like to know the bottom five because then you think, oh, you know. Can you can can you give us a a rendition now? Just just do the bottom, the bottom three. So should I get the table up for you? Yeah. No, right. I'm, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to read the scores though. No, but this but is this, just, this is your like segment, us, Hannah. No, but you need to own it. I like us going through the table because then you know it's nice for the listeners to know who's at the top of the table, who's in the middle, because that changes a lot. Who's who's dropping down towards the bottom? Not just a bottom three. It's a bottom five. No, look, we get it. Ta- we like table time. <laughs> also, I love the way. Do you not really like table But time? Hannah thinks it's like she's, she's revolutionising the yeah. podcast by saying, it's "Like, yeah, Hannah, we know what that is." It'd be good to let everybody know what the scores were. Well, yeah. yeah. And you were like, what, read the table? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Now, I, I want to see, Mike, do you want to see more table time with Hannah Reese? Um I want to see, sorry, Joe, this is not meant to be offensive, but I want to see more of Hannah hosting because it was just... <laughs> so bad. No, no. It, that it was, is hard not to No, I, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was just, yeah, absolute scenes. Car crash. Like, I, I think you've probably got more clips out of that than any, any like, just Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, reading out the, like, the socials and... Because we had the other lad on, didn't we, from EastEnders? What was his name? Charlie. 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 Yeah. So when Charlie was... Sorry, I, Charlie. Mother. Sorry, Charlie. Does he listen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Charlie. Um, but yeah, like, I used to watch him on EastEnders. I think I used to fancy him when I was younger, you know, on EastEnders. Um, oh, so when you were like, oh, Charlie from EastEnders, I was like, oh, that's amazing. Um, obviously, I wasn't on that week. So when Simon came on, I thought Simon was going to go on again the next week. I didn't realise it was going to be Charlie. So I'm like, oh, you on next week? And Simon's like... No. No. And I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Well, I think that brings me on to my favourite award in the Rose End, yeah. end of season awards. Um, what's your favourite bit on the podcast? And I think it might be it might be Hannah's outro yeah. in that episode that she hosted. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the social hags and Simon, are you on next week? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just... Joe jo couldn't even talk and he was like, oh God, no. <laughs> no. Um, I also liked when Hannah had to eat the Vince pie. Yeah. That was, that, really that was quite underrated. That was bad, really bad. Does the dog need a wee? No, 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 I'll take her out in a minute. All right, sorry. <laughs> yeah. sorry. She's trying to change the subject. Just that she's on the floor. Um, <laughs> right, well, that's the Rose End of Season Awards. I guess we'll do a separate episode for listener questions because that went on longer than I thought it would. Yeah. So that's more content, so jobs are good. <laughs> um, right, so thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Cheers. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Talked a lot about football now. Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.